Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. So nice to have you here along for the ride today on the College Investor Audio Show as we kind of shed some light on should you have paid down your student loans during the payment pause? Hmm? Let's take a look. So during the payment pause and interest waiver, borrowers of eligible federal student loans were not required to make payments on their federal student loans. Since no new interest was accruing, any payments would be applied only to the principal balance of the loans, which is great. So, should you have paid down your loans during the payment pause? Or should you have just invested your loan payments instead? Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you still have a few months before the payment pause and interest waiver ends. Also, the most recent extension might not be the final extension. First of all, what is the payment pause and interest waiver? Just a quick review. It began in March 2020. The suspended repayment of eligible federal education loans for more than two years during the COVID-19 pandemic. The interest rate was also temporarily set at zero. All collection activity on defaulted federal loans has also been suspended. Eligible loans included all federal student loans held by the Department of Education. This includes all loans in the direct loan program, certain loans made in the Federal Family Education Loan Program, FFELP, under the Ensuring Continued Access to Student Loans Act, ECA, SLA, ACASLA, can we say a CASLA? Defaulted FFELP loans held by guarantee agencies on behalf of the U.S. Department of Education and also federal Perkins loans that have been assigned by colleges to the U.S. Department of Education. Commercially held FFELP loans and private loans were not eligible for the pause and interest waiver. Commercially held FFELP loans can be held eligible or made eligible by including them in a federal direct consolidation loan. Aside from spending the money, borrowers have a few options for using the money they would otherwise have had to devote to making payments on their loans. You can either build or bulk up an emergency fund, continue to make payments on the paused federal student loans, paying down other higher interest debt, or investing the money. So let's explore each of those options. Option number one, building or bulking up an emergency fund. There was record unemployment during the pandemic, even for college-educated workers. The unemployment rates have, however, now normalized, reaching pre-pandemic levels. You might still have your job, but who knows what might happen in a month or two, you know? So it's always a good idea to have an emergency fund with half a year's salary to help you survive a period of unemployment or pay for other unexpected expenses. The average unemployment spell during an economic downturn is slightly more than five months. So half a year's salary should be enough to cover living expenses, especially if you cut spending to stretch out the emergency fund further. Unemployment benefits can help too, of course, but tend to be anemic at best, averaging about the same as the poverty line for a family of four. Assuming your student loan debt is in sync with your income, and you are in a standard 10-year repayment plan, you could have saved about a quarter of a year's salary during the two years of the payment pause and interest waiver. 
If you were in an extended repayment plan with a 30-year term, you might have saved half as much by redirecting the student loan payments into your emergency fund. You shouldn't make extra payments on loans or invest extra money until you've built an adequate emergency fund. This is so important and vital. Here's option number two. Pay down your student loans. Of borrowers who are eligible for the pause and interest waiver, only 1.2% continue to make payments on their federal student loans. The entire payment was applied to the principal of the loan since the interest was set at zero, so there was no new interest accruing. Since the interest represents as much as half of the average loan payment, continuing to make payments during the two years of the payment pause and interest waiver would have paid down the principal balance by as much as an extra year of payments. Whoa! For a total of three years of progress and paying down the debt. That's incredible. So consider a $30,000 student loan with a 5% interest rate and a 10-year term. The monthly payment is $318.20. Two years of payments totals $7,646.80. Applying this entirely to the principal balance of the loan reduces the loan balance to $22,363.20. That's about the same as the loan balance on a regularly amortized loan after 36 payments. Of course, Borrowers who are pursuing Public Service Loan Forgiveness, PSLF, or the 20-year or 25-year forgiveness at the end of an income-driven repayment plan shouldn't make any payments on their federal student loans when they're not required to do so. Making these payments only serves to reduce the amount of forgiveness the borrower will eventually receive. Moreover, the paused payments count toward forgiveness as though they had been made. <laughs> so making the payments doesn't yield any extra progress toward loan forgiveness, unfortunately. Option number three, you can pay down higher interest debt. Federal student loans have some of the lowest fixed rates on unsecured debt. If you are going to pay down debt, it's best to pay down debt that charges a higher interest rate, such as private student loans or even credit card debt. Paying down debt is like earning a return on investment equal to the interest rate charged by the debt, tax-free, since you no longer have to pay interest on the amount of the extra payment. If you pay down debt which charges twice the interest rate, you double the savings. Here's option four. Investing the money. Okay, so investing the money in the stock market might yield a higher return on investment, all bet at higher risk, of course, than paying down debt. Although the S&P 500 increased by about 75% from March 2020 to February 2022, the actual return on investment is lower because the paused student loan payments would have been invested monthly instead of in a lump sum. Assuming equal amounts were invested on the first trading day of the month from April 2020 to January 2022, the total return on investment would have been about 23%. That's nuts. That's a better return on investment than paying down student loan debt, that's for sure. However, we do need to say this. Investing in the stock market is much riskier than paying down debt. Paying down debt is risk-free. In contrast, you can lose money by investing in the stock market. The stock market has become much more volatile since fall 2021, in part due to moves by the Federal Reserve Board to increase interest rates, 
concerns over the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus, and of course worries about the potential for war in Ukraine. Investing in the stock market is not guaranteed to save as much as paying down debt. That is our show for today. I hope that gave you some ideas too as we move toward at least another couple of months of payment pause and interest waivers, which also could be extended. So maybe you can use one of these four options to truly take advantage of not having to pay anything. Maybe pay a little extra, maybe invest, maybe pay down some other debt. All of those things are very viable options. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by today. If you want to dig a little bit deeper into this, maybe even get some more ideas, you can find all of it at thecollegeinvestor.com. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks again for stopping by today.